the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, Jehovah, the man of war, your mercies endure forever and ever, O praise. Dearly beloved, I welcome you to this Monday morning, this very last Monday of the year. Ending this year, I want to say congratulations again for every blessings you have enjoyed, every grace every peace, every, the love of God that we have enjoyed all through this year. Particularly, I want to say congratulations on the just concluded Christmas celebrations. I want to believe though the Christmas celebrations are gradually are drawn to a close, but your joy will not end. The love of God, the peace of God, that characterize this season, the celebrations will not cease in your life. All the benefits of His presence will abide with you forever. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I believe you by the grace of God that all the blessings of Christmas in your life, in your family, shall be for all times, in fact, for all your lifetime. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Congratulations and welcome to the very last week of the year. I pray even before this year is over, by the grace of God within the next five days, by the grace of God, your joy will be doubled because God will visit your life unbelievable sudden visitations that will bring you felicitations, that will bring you joy and gladness of heart, will come your way and my way in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I believe it by the grace of God. These five days shall be days of favor, days of grace, days of blessing. Victory on every side shall be your portion. I decree again in the name of Jesus, every mountain that have followed you thus far will not cross over to the new year with you in the name of Jesus. I believe you will experience, I will experience the wonders of God in the next couple of days. Expect God. Expect his visitation. Expect the wonders of his grace. Even in the next four or five days, the Lord will bring it to pass in the name of Jesus. So shall it be. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen and amen. Now, I felt so impressed on my heart to share with you this message. On the Lord shall fight for you. The Lord 
shall fight for you. And I especially dedicate this to those who are fighting one battle or the other currently. And it's been there and it appears God is silent. It appears this battle will be prolonged. Possibly it's getting more intense. It could be in your career. It could be in your marriage. It could be in ministry. It could be in any area of your life. Even concerning your health. I want to say this morning, the Lord will fight for you. Now, this song we just sang, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I want to tell you that that song is loaded. You know, many of the songs we sing that we don't really fully understand their meanings. Just like this one. I feel like sharing one of the things that are common to these three patriarchs. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It is that at critical points in their lives, when and where they could not fight for themselves, God fought for them and defended them. And I'm going to read a few passages for you to buttress this fact. First, Abraham, in Genesis chapter 20, from verse 1, in fact, I will read down to 18. And I want you to pay attention. The Bible says, And Abraham journeyed from thence towards the south country, and dwelt between Kadesh and Shor, and sojourned in Gera. And Abraham said of Sarah his wife, She is my sister. And Abimelech, king of Gera, sent and took Sarah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night, and said unto him, Behold, thou art but a dead man. For the woman which thou hast taken, for she is a man's wife. But Abimelech had not come near her. And he said, Lord, will thou slay also the righteous nation? Said he not unto me, she is my sister. And she, even she herself said, he is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and innocency of my hands, have I done this? And God said unto him in a dream, Yea, I know that thou did this in the integrity of thy heart, for I also will tell thee from sinning against me. Therefore suffered I thee not to touch her. Now therefore restore the man his wife, for he is a prophet, and he shall pray for thee, and thou shalt live. And if thou restore her not, know thou that Thou shalt surely die, thou and all that are dying. Hmm. Therefore, Abimelech rose early in the morning and called all his servants and told all these things in their ears. And the men were so afraid. Then Abimelech called Abraham and said unto him, What hast thou done unto us? And what have I offended thee, that thou hast brought on me and my kingdom a great sin? Thou hast done deeds unto me that ought not to be done. And Abimelech said unto Abraham, What sawest thou, that thou hast done this thing? And Abraham said, Because I thought, surely the fear of God is not in this place, and they will slay me for my wife's sake. And yet indeed she is my sister. She is the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. And she 
became my wife, and it came to pass when God caused me to wander from my father's house that I said unto her, This is thy kindness which thou shalt show me at every place whither we shall come. Say of me, he is my brother. And Abimelech took sheep and oxen and men servant and women servant and gave them unto Abraham and restored him Sarah's wife. And Abimelech said, Behold, the, my land is before thee. Dwell where it pleases thee. And unto Sarah he said, Behold, I have given thy brother a thousand pieces of silver. Behold, he is to thee a covering of the eyes unto all that are with thee and with all other. Thus she was restored. So Abraham prayed unto God and God healed Abimelech and his wife and his maidservants and they bear children. For the Lord has closed up all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah. Abraham's wife. Wow. Now, when uh, Sarah was being taken from the side of Abraham, I wonder what Abraham must have been thinking. Now, it was such a challenging time for him. It was a kind of a battle that he could not fight. But you see, as Sarah was taken away, Dwelling with Abimelech, something very precious to Abraham had been taken away from him. In fact, his covenant wife, beautiful woman, and he would have wondered. You know, I try to imagine the kind of prayers that Abraham would have prayed, and there was no word, there was no response. There seems it appears God was not doing anything. Now, that woman was taken there. I don't know for how many days. And God was there to fight for Abraham. Now, read through again. The question is, could Abraham have gone this far if he was to fight? If he has fought, can we compare the final outcome to this one. Number one, you know, at the end of the day, Sarah was restored untouched. In Genesis, that chapter, in verses 6 and 7, God said unto him in a dream to Abimelech, He said, Yea, I know you did this in the integrity of your heart, and that is why I also have withheld it from sinning against me. Therefore, I did not allow you to touch her. Now, Restore this man, his wife. That is the product of God's battle against Abimelech on behalf of Abraham. That woman was restored. Number two, Abraham was exalted by God. God introduced him as a prophet. He couldn't have introduced himself as a prophet. He just said, I'm Abraham. They, 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 you know, a man from, from Canaan. All right. Abraham was exalted. God introduced him as his prophet. His status was redefined. 
when God fought for him. You see that in verse 7. God said, this woman is the wife of a prophet, and he shall pray for thee, and thou shalt live. What a, what a miracle. In number three things that God did for him, a permanent fear of Abraham was established in the heart of Abimelech and his country. In verses 7 and 8, he said, Therefore, restore this man his wife, for he is a prophet. He shall pray for thee, and thou shalt live. If you restore her not, you shall surely die, and all that is dying. I know that was a fearful declaration from God. And number four, Abraham was compensated. In verses 14 and 15, Abraham was given sheep and oxen, men servants, women servants, and 1,000 pieces of silver, or talents of silver. That was huge money. A thousand pieces of silver. The land also was given. Anywhere you want to stay, Abraham, go and stay. The land is before you. He was greatly honored by God. Number five, Abraham became a spiritual authority in the land. You know, the Bible says Abraham prayed unto God in verse 17. He prayed and God healed Abimelech and his wife and his maid servants and the bear children because God has closed their wombs instantly. Now, I ask you again, dear friend, could not God have prevented Sarah from being taken at all? I guess that Abraham must have prayed, yet God permitted it. Did God care? Does he answer prayers? Why should the enemy succeed in court? Little did Abraham know that God was doing something incredible on his behalf. And what the ultimate result was going to be, he really did not know. Can you see the extent to which God went for Abraham? Now, the same thing happened in chapter 26, from verse 6 down to verse 11. Read it through. You will see a repeat of this same thing for Isaac, the son of Abraham, the same Abimelech. Of course, this time around, he has not even taken this lady away from Isaac. Beautiful, you know, thank God for Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They love beautiful ladies. All right. And Isaac also was in Gera by instructions of God. And this, the same God that defended his father also defended him. And Abimelech said, what is it that you have done for us in verse 10? One of the people might have lined with your wife and you would have brought guiltiness upon us. And Abimelech charged all his people saying, he that touches this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. God, who did it for Abraham, did it for Isaac. And the same thing happened to Jacob. Remember, in, in, in the book of Genesis, chapter 31, verse 29, the Bible says, Laban said unto Jacob, when he was coming, pursuing Jacob to go to, 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 to hurt him, if possible to kill him, he said, it is in the power of my hand to do you hurt. But the God of your father speak unto me yesterday, saying, Take thou heed 
that thou speak not unto Jacob either good or bad. In fact, in chapter 32 of Genesis from verse 9 to 11, remember how Esau also was coming to, to command, to command slaughter, you know, of the generation of Jacob. And Jacob has gone to the place of prayer. You remember what happened when Esau came and met with uh, 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 Jacob. You know, he was, he, he was overwhelmed with joy. He, an enemy that was coming to fight, coming with 400 soldiers. But he met with Jacob and he fell in love with him. He hugged him. He kissed him. He, oh, he wept over him. I have missed you. This and that. And he even gave security men to Jacob to secure him in his journey forward. Beloved, this is what God can do. The Almighty God that fights without carrying any physical weapon. He did it for Abraham. He did it for Isaac. He did it for Jacob. Hear me this morning because he is our father. I believe that same God will fight for you even before the close of this year. By the grace of God, you will experience the salvation of God. You will experience the victory that God alone can bring. In fact, God will surpass your expectation. He will subdue the adversaries before you. God will give you victory on every side. In fact, I believe God is going to compensate for the troubles you have been through. The God of heaven will wipe away your tears and he will give you reasons to rejoice in the name of Jesus. Allow him to handle that matter for you. He will go beyond what you thought, beyond what you are expecting. And by the grace of God, that will be your testimony. Allow him to fight for you. Allow him. If you are not hearing from him now, just know that God is not silent over your case. He's handling your matter. Hold your peace and see the salvation of the Lord. Good morning. The Lord bless you and have a lovely day. I am your brother and friend, Sunday Away.